What's up, guys? Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming live from MJ Unpacked here in Las Vegas. I am joined by Justinian Mason, head of operations at Engager Brands. What's going on, my guy? What's good, man? Good to be here. Man, how has the week been for you? Man, it's been long. It's been tired, but I'm still going strong, man. The hustle continues. It's yeah. been a great week. <laughs> so you guys have just been at MJ Unpacked this week. Yeah, right? MJ Unpacked for the most part. We've bounced around to like different after parties, and I made it outside the other event. I won't name, <laughs> but mainly been holding it down here. What has been the most valuable aspect of this week for you? Um, I mean, we've had an investor pitch. So we had an opportunity to actually pitch in front of a group of investors uh, on the money stage at MJ Unpacked. And I mean, you don't get many opportunities to be in a room specifically with like 20 or so potential investors. So we crushed it, I personally think. We did well, got a lot of great reception, just immediately on the spot, some good feedback after. So the ability to show off our brands and speak right to the people we need to speak to probably the best thing yeah it's, it's very rare in this space to have something just for investors and we were talking about a little bit before this but very exclusive where the only people in the audience are accredited investors and that's a good matchmaking thing which has been much criticism to what we'll just call weed week in yeah. las vegas yeah i'm glad that you know in previous companies previous times being out here you know you kind of have to speak to everyone to kind of figure out who might be who, but this event is so hyper-focused. Investors, retailers are pretty much the only people I've been having to speak to here, and it's been great because that's, that's who our target audience is right now, you know? <laughs> exactly who you're trying to reach, man. That's And that's, yeah, I think that's a good point, and, and that's what I've definitely liked about Unpacked. It's definitely way more intimate than MJ BizCon, but, you know, it gets to a certain point where it's like, how many booths and how many people doesn't matter if they're not who you're trying to connect with. Exactly, exactly. And I really like the brand showcases because kind of the name says it all. It gives you an opportunity to really show off your brand, but without kind of having that lingering person there waiting to talk to you. Right. Um, and they even have a way where you can connect with the brand who's showcasing. So I'll get a message on my phone saying, hey, we just stopped by and would love to meet. When can we set it up? Like, I prefer that. Yeah. I prefer scheduling things out rather than having to stand by a booth all day. So it's been great. My, right. feet, my feet, thank you, MJ Unpacked. <laughs> right, well, and there's always that weird, like, you know, when you're just trying to linger around a booth to, you know, maybe I just want to look. I don't necessarily want to be hounded or asked questions just yet. I just want to see if there's something I like. Exactly. And then you get into a conversation with someone and now you're more invested in that conversation and you don't want to be like, can you shut the fuck up so I can just look at these products real quick? Exactly, exactly. It's a little bit easier to kind of get away and disappear with the mask now. Yeah. You can't really catch too many facial expressions and people getting bored. So it's kind of like, oh, I can't hear you. Yeah. Scurry off. <laughs> and, you know, another thing I liked was the brand showcases look like things are displayed at retail, right? Yes, it's very familiar. Instead of displayed on a table like a vendor day, it looks like, okay, this is what products look like on a shelf. So you can, you know, if you're retail, yep. you can kind of envision how that will fit in on your shelf. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw them, even like the planning. I was like, oh, this is like, if you walk into Macy's, you see the makeup aisle. That's what it is. Well lit, well displayed, well branded. And I mean, that's cannabis is CPG, let's be real. Yeah, is, We're branding. We're branding products and putting them out there. So something like this is perfect, especially the 360 view. Um, I feel like at other events, like you said, there's products on the table or like up against the wall. You can literally like walk 360 right. around and see it all, which is pretty cool. 
Right, right. And so, you know, before we get into Engage Your Brands, I'd like to just get, you know, a little bit of your history. I know a little bit of it, but your history in the cannabis space, man. What's, what's your journey been to this point? Yeah, so I'm, yeah, so uh, I'm in the industry, been in the industry about four or five years now on the we'll call it legal side, um, dabbled in it before then. But I moved out to L.A. around 2016 once things really started picking up. I come from like a recruiting background and kind of figured, hey, this thing's blowing up. People are going to need jobs. Companies are going to need to hire. Let's see if I can be a value. And kind of tripped and fell into a company called Vanks, which is like the number one staffing recruiting company in the industry. Helped lead and build their West Coast operation um, and then saw a cool opportunity last year to branch off of my own, do some consulting, really focus on like the people aspect of the industry. Um, and then my other expertise, which is sales and operations. And then that transitioned to a couple of cool projects, main one being Engager Brands, which is why I'm here. Um, and yeah, it's been a crazy journey, kind of going from the people aspect of it, being on the outside to now building and launching brands in the market. But people are the core of every business, especially this one. Is the, we're selling weed to customers at the end, so that's people. Absolutely. And so with Engager Brands, it is a port or Engager Brands is a portfolio of brands. Yep. And if if I'm spitting this back correctly, focused on the intersection of music and cannabis or is yep. it lifestyle? Yeah, music, culture, lifestyle and cannabis. So we're building, like you said, a brand portfolio of brands that we really try and hyper focus in on like our target consumer. So these are individuals, these are groups that we know overconsume. they love to smoke a shit ton of weed, but they're not necessarily being sold to or talked to right now. Um, and we're hyper-focusing in, really figuring out, okay, who are these people? How do they consume? Why do they consume? What do they like to consume? And really working backwards from there to build our products. Um, so our first two brands are music-focused. One's more heavy metal, hard rock-focused, while one is more focused on the EDM electronic music scene. Shout out to MJ Unpacked being the same week as EDC. That's been great for us, but you know, ravers and rockers are everywhere. And those two individuals definitely live specific lifestyles. So once again, how do we really work backwards to find out the best cannabis products and other things for them is what we're about. Right, and at this point, the intersection of music and cannabis has been highly centered around, you know, my forte. And I know your personal oh, yeah. hip hop and, yep. and, and, you know, hip hop celebrities. Um, and so it's like a lot, a lot of brands have been birthed, you know, whether it's, you know, where Cookies Roots or Shark Lotto or things from that, that demographic, but you guys identified that there's other areas and demographics that are very wide and vast and also carry a wide age range, you know, 100%. Um, that were underserved and, and you guys are going after that, which I think is great. So do you guys plan on going the celebrity route or just more built around the lifestyle? Because previously music and celebrity has really been yeah. what we've seen. Yeah. So we really are trying to tap into it in an authentic way. And sometimes that can involve a celebrity or influencer, but it has to be done authentically. And I'm glad, glad you brought up hip hop love hip-hop honestly most of my favorite rappers are quote-unquote weed rappers <laughs> currency Wiz, juicy j but while there's a lot of rapper weed out there there aren't very many if any hip-hop cannabis brands. sure and so that's kind of the approach we're doing we have a heavy metal hard rock cannabis brand that we're able to authentically tap into the artists and collaborate so we actually have done a collaboration with slipknot whether you're a metalhead or not, you know Slipknot. They're yeah. one of the biggest draws in the industry. And so, once again, we're a heavy metal cannabis brand 
that's tapped into one of the founders of Slipknot to, relu uh, to release our clown pre-rolls. So he's bought into the company, he's willing to do event pop-ups, sign autographs at shops, like we're giving away tickets to events and stuff like that. So we like more leverage the celebrities, but from like an authentic lifestyle way. We're like, we're heavy grass and this hard rock legend supports heavy grass and elevates the heavy grass and lives the lifestyle. Um, and so we're doing the same thing like ED, uh, for our Neon Roots brand. Like, I'd say the best party I've been to this week was the Diplo party, and that's an EDM techno party, mm -hmm. and everyone was in the vibe, everyone was in the groove, and okay, where are the products that speak to me? And that's how we're trying to tap into people. So once again, like EDM brand, we can piggyback off of a Diplo concert that already exists. We don't need to tap into Diplo, he's, he's a person. He's gonna have concerts, EDC happens every year. Mm -hmm we can pull up and be a part of EDC without really having to tap into the celebrities. Because, I mean, cancel culture is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last thing you want to do is tie into a celebrity who might not be relevant or someone you want backing your business in the long run. It's a, so, yeah, it's a risky investment, it's right? Scary. Until they're established and you really know their track record. And also, like, they make money a lot of different ways, like celebrities, especially like professional artists. Like, there's multiple streams of income. So it's like, what's keeping their attention for that point in time? So I've, I've seen that happen with celebrity cannabis brands where the celebrity loses interest because it didn't do what he thought it was gonna do. He didn't understand the, how the industry works yeah. and the numbers. So they lose interest. And once that happens, the brand dies. Yeah. But if it's built around the lifestyle and the culture, that lifestyle is never gonna die. The culture is never gonna die. New right. artists will come every day. Right, and so I, I want to touch back on that, but I did. I actually tried one of the clown joints last night. Packaging looked great. Someone pulled off them on me, showed me it. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. glad you like it. Man. Yeah, yeah, it looked great. It was a great. I don't really buy pre rolls, but that was a great pre roll. But I want to circle back to, you know, the celebrity influence in cannabis. Um, celeb to your point, celebrities seem to rush into the space because it's a cash cow. Especially in California, after tax, you see ninety dollar eighth out the store for top shelves. And they think, oh, I can get that. But yep. cannabis is a low margin product, Very low you know, margin. especially when you're talking wholesale. You're buying it $90 after tax out the door. The store bought that for, I don't know, in the 20s, right? Yeah. Like $26, yep. $28. Yep. <laughs> and when you break down what it costs for packaging, distribution, taxes, yep. A everything might there get a is, couple bucks. Yeah, there is yeah, maybe a couple dollars. And if you're a celebrity, you're likely not moving hundreds of thousands of units with your name on it. So you're really talking about even premier celebrities, you're talking about ten grand, you know, when it all comes down to it, ten grand, twenty grand of profit for a quarter or a month, you yep. know, is not that's nothing. Unless you're moving high volume, which is hard to do to make something quality and exclusive, yep. there's just not money in this. And so there's two things I think that go to play. Like one, it's just difficult for that model to work. But two, the consumers that from these demographics, the, the brands that speak to them are overpriced to include celebrity margin. And as you and I both know, if you're going to an EDC, you're investing in a plane ticket, exactly. a hotel, um, and an EDC ticket. Yep. You know, now hundred dollar eighth on top of that is you know you you're can't killing me that, small right? like so you know you're you're literally speaking our language and those are the type of things we really think about so like for heavy grass i kind of like to call it like the jack daniels of weed like heavy metal hard rock fans they don't need they're just trying to get fucked up and have a great time and like you said they're spending hundreds of dollars on tickets on shows on travel and all that so they don't have a hundred bucks to spend on the eighth that might last them a day right. of that festival 
So our products for Heavy Grass is a value brand. Most of our products are, I won't even give the prices because obviously retail sure, <laughs> sure, sure. controls that, but they're value price. They're affordable, but they still pack that quantity, that quality that the fans want. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, I think Rapper is another great example where like, if you guys are really focusing in on your target demo, you know that that group likely probably might not be buying legal cannabis right. in the first place. Let's right. be real. Right. Right. Um, let alone if it's 90 bucks an eight. They're going to go. They have other. There's other options. Right. Um, so it's like it's a bunch of people who kind of they probably have a manager who puts this you know, opportunity in front of them. And they're like, OK, yeah, it makes sense. Put peaches on yeah. <laughs> weed and sell it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. You know, I think Justin Bieber, I think his platform is so big. It's in multiple states and he's doing some good nonprofit stuff behind mm -hmm. it. So maybe. But it's again, it's tough. You know, I did, I did a little news clip when that came out. You know, it's the same. My, my thing was the same. You know, my criticism was the same thing. This is a low margin thing. Yeah. Him and Scooter Braun aren't doing anything that isn't yeah. a big money play. Yeah. Is the consumer going to pay for that at the end, or is it, or is the brands, the, you know, the people that license that IP, are they the ones that are going to technically pay the bill and yeah. not recoup? Right. Yeah. That's ultimately the two big questions when it comes down to yeah. stuff it's, for me. It's, I feel like Bieber. I feel like a good example for this in general is like Travis Scott, which like he dropped product and like the wind blew, and I feel like nobody talks about it anymore. But like. He's almost kind of known for that type of stuff at this point, whether it's McDonald's, like we know Travis Scott didn't make that much money off that McDonald's. Like he's not making sense on each right. sale of a burger that, you know, he's not, let's be real. But I feel like for someone like him, it's like, okay, I've got McDonald's, I've got Cactus Jack, I've got the Cactus Seltzers. And it's just like, oh, Travis Scott's now a brand. And these are like the portfolios underneath. Yeah. I feel like a lot of celebrities are just like, okay, here are some of their portfolios underneath. And they're kind of taking like the same approach where like, yeah, I'm Justin Bieber and this is everything that comes with it. Right, um, right. Yeah. It was awesome that he could name it after the song, you know, the song he put out there was this just one. a fucking hit. I'm not even, you know, that's an undeniable hit, man. It's I'm not, I don't listen it's to It's one pop, of those things where it's like, I don't think I've ever actually like listened to the song, but I know it. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I've never chose to play it, but yeah. when it comes on, it's a vibe, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's a vibe. Um, so one other thing, you know, we're talking about music and cannabis. In your personal opinion, and this is a, you know, a very hard question to focus in, but where do you see the intersection of music and cannabis? Like, where do the two intersect for you? That's a broad question. Yeah. Right now. With the experience, um, with the experience, like music and cannabis are both very experiential you and I could listen to the same thing and hear something completely different. You and I could smoke the same thing and experience it completely different. But that experience in general is where they both intersect. And I feel like, especially as the two more intersect, like EDC, for example, next EDC, if it's the same time as MJ Biz, MJ Unpacked and all this, I guarantee you there's gonna be all sorts of collaborative mm -hmm. activations between the two where cannabis people are experiencing the music culture and the music people are experiencing the cannabis culture. I feel like the Diplo party is a perfect example. You had investors, suits, people who had no business or no like thought of ever going to a Diplo show, having a time of their life mm. and experiencing both. And cannabis and music brought them together. So I really do think it's that experience, like both of them just created an experience unlike any other and put them together. And 
magic is happening. Absolutely, that's, that's a great answer because I've asked that, I've been asked that a lot and I've asked people a lot and that's a really good answer. Yeah, I'm, I, I took something from that. And so, you know, also, you know, one of the, one of the last questions I want to ask is, you know, engage your brands, is, you know, getting proof of concept, building out in California right now. Yeah. What do you see as the current state of the culture of cannabis in the state of California? Man. Another broad question. Yeah, I, I'm glad. I mean, it's a, that's an interesting question. Like, I'm from I'm from Ohio originally. I'm from Cincinnati. Um, I'm Caribbean, like background wise. I've lived in New York, so like, cannabis culture is everywhere, and my like perspective is a little bit different. But like, I'll be real. I I kind of feel like it's lacking in culture. Honestly, um, I feel like a lot of the culture that people speak of is legacy. Um, and we're in this weird fringe of like trying to redefine what that is. Um, and I don't think people all the way know right now, honestly. I don't think California really knows what can California cannabis culture is. Um, I think that's one of the issues that brands have getting into other markets. Um, so like with our approach, you, you, know, you, you mentioned we're proving it here and then expanding outward. Kind of the proving it is like, all right, we know rockers and EDM fans are everywhere. How do we kind of prove that like they want it and they know about it? So how do you get eyes to the products? Um, and we've essentially done that, and now we know that there's rockers in Nevada. There's clearly EDM fans yeah. in Nevada, um, but we're slowly but surely learning. I mean, in the Midwest, there's definitely rockers. House and techno is pretty much made up in right. Detroit and Chicago. So like, this stuff is everywhere. Um, so. It's interesting because like that music culture, there's a Detroit, Chicago techno scene. There's definitely a New York techno scene. There's definitely like a LA techno scene. So like there's those subcultures, but the overarching like, culture of techno rules over all of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're kind of transitioning towards that. We're like, we now have like an overarching cannabis culture that's just like out in the public. And so that used to be California's identity, but now anyone in Ohio mm -hmm. can there's cookies everywhere. Um, so it's not like, it's not exclusive here anymore. So like, honestly, like I probably didn't answer it, but like, I feel like we're trying to figure it out. No, that's, I mean, that's a great take because it's a great take and it's, and it's interesting, but I, I respect it because I think there, you said it is legacy, which it is, but we're not in the legacy market anymore and cannabis is being accessible everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we are definitely in a shifting phase. So I a hundred percent understand it's discovering it, rediscovering itself, yeah. if you will. And it's like, I mean, that's why there's, I had a former football coach used to tell us, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Like, I haven't worked since I got into cannabis because, like, this conversation is helping shape that culture yeah. that we're, you know, kind of talking about. So, like, there's nowhere else that you get to do shit like this. <laughs> yeah. It's dope, man. That's right. So, all right, man, before I get you out of here, anything else you want to plug? Anything that people should know? Yeah, man. I mean, be on the lookout for, for Engager. Uh, first brand, Heavy Grass, is already in market. We're in over 60 stores in California. You can check out our store locator online. Check us out on Weed Maps, all that good stuff. Neon Roots, we're in the process of launching. If you're a raver, if you like to party, if you like to, to, to go hard, Neon Roots is the brand for you. Uh, we're in the process of launching that. And we'll have some fun announcements surrounding some activations and parties around that brand in the near future, um, surrounding some events in Palm Springs, okay. which happen to coincide with my birthday as well. So be on the lookout for those two brands. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Justinian Mason with Engager Brands, coming to you live from MJ Impact down here in Vegas.